BestBookBits.com presents Becoming by Michelle Obama. In a life filled with meaning and accomplishment, Michelle Obama has emerged as one of the most iconic and compelling women of our era. As First Lady of the United States of America, the first African American to serve in that role, she helped create the most welcoming and inclusive White House in history while also establishing herself as a powerful advocate for women and girls in the United States and around the world dramatically changing the ways that families pursue healthier and more active lives, and standing with her husband as he led America through some of its most harrowing moments. In her memoir, Michelle Obama invites listeners into her world, chronicling the experience that have shaped her, from her childhood on the south side of Chicago, to her years as an executive balancing the demands of motherhood and work, to her time spent at the world's most famous address. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of Becoming by Michelle Obama. She now believes that asking a kid what they want to be when they grow up is a useless question. As if growing up is finite and there is an end point. She learned that kids know at a very young age when they're being devalued, when adults aren't invested enough to help them learn. In this case, they aren't bad kids. They're just trying to survive bad circumstances, and it's not their fault. Her brother Craig learned while playing basketball in various areas that most people are good people if you just treat them well. In life, you control what you can. In context of their family being prepared for things like fires and always arriving early so they don't have to worry about parking for their dad and bad seats so they won't have to walk far. The noise from critics and doubters doesn't go away but the most successful people she knows have figured out how to live with it. To lean on the people who believe in them and to push onward with their goals. Barack was unlike anyone she had ever dated, mainly because he seemed so secure. He was openly affectionate, he made her feel good, and he was almost like a unicorn. He was unusual almost to the point of seeming unreal. He never talked about material things and his money went largely towards books. She had to learn to adjust to Barack's air of certainty he had about him, which made even her feel sort of a loss in her own life. Barack saw marriage as the loving alignment of two people who could lead parallel lives, but without foregoing any independent dreams or ambitions. She saw marriage more as a full-on merger, a reconfiguring of two lives into one, with the well-being of the family taking precedence over any agenda or goal. When you lose someone... Everything in life hurts and everything feels flat. Brack baited Michelle into another one of their marriage arguments and then surprised her with a proposal after their celebration of his finishing the bar exam. Inspiration by itself is shallow. You have to back it up with hard work. When two people with different personalities get married, you have no choice but to adapt. What she knows about her husband is that you don't dangle an opportunity in front of him that could give him a wide field of impact and expect him just to walk away. Barack got a lot of heat from opponents and other politicians for missing a very important gun control vote because he had to stay back in Hawaii for his sick daughter. She learned from her close group of friends that there is no formula for motherhood. No single approach could be deemed right or wrong. When campaigning in Iowa, all she did was speak her story and her truth about her and her husband's journey and why she believes he would be a great president and why she would vote for him. She learned from her mum that bullies are just scared people hiding in scary people. The key was never to let a bully's insult or aggressions get to you personally. Having Sasha and Malia 
with them while campaigning was a relief because it made Michelle and Barack more relaxed. The two girls weren't interested in the end result like they were. She learned that it's harder to hate up close. She knew that as the first African-American first lady, she was held to a different standard. She knew she had to be better, faster, and stronger than ever. Her grace needed to be earned because she knew it wouldn't be given. She was humbled and excited to be first lady, but not for one second did she think she'd be sliding into some glamorous easy role. Nobody who has the words first and black attached to them ever would. Confidence needs to be called from within, she learned. If you don't get out there and define yourself, you will be quickly and inaccurately defined by others. The age-old maximum in the black community, you've got to be twice as good to go half as far. Kids care about fame, it turns out, only for a few minutes. After that, they just want to have fun. Kids learn at a young age how to measure, even if they do not know the value of things. Hopefully they learn later on, and this is wrong. Life was better always when we could measure the warmth of people. When going abroad, Michelle had opportunities Barack did not to bring warmth to wherever she went and really meet people. She loved being with kids. Kids made her feel like herself again. To them, she was not a spectacle. She was just a nice kind of tall lady. Living in the White House at times could feel so confining. Little things like walking outside made her feel guilty because it would impact the people around them due to security measures. Her and Barack were a nuisance, a disruption to any normal scene. There was no getting around the fact. Her intent was always to go deep, not broad, with the issues of the stone. Her fashion and the clothes she wore was also a big part of her life that she had to take into consideration. She tried her best to emphasize American designers who were up and coming and promote diversity. She quickly found out a truth that no one wants to talk about. Today, virtually every woman in public life has some version of her trifecta her hairstylist, makeup artist, and wardrobe person. It is all but a requirement, a built-in fee, for this societal double standard. She knew from experience that even during hard times, especially during hard times, it was still okay to laugh. For the sake of children in particular, you had to find ways to have fun. For her, the garden was simple, prosperous, and healthy. A symbol of diligence and faith. It was beautiful while also being powerful. And it made people happy. She learned to leave the politics to Barack and shift her focus elsewhere. She made more of a human appeal to leaders in private sectors rather than a regulatory wife. She wanted to collaborate rather than pick a fight. She wanted to speak directly to mums and dads and especially kids. Growing up, she had been taught that self-sufficiency was everything. Now she left the safety and security of her family with other people, many of them 20 years younger than her. Barack's job, it seemed, was to take the chaos of the world and metabolize it somehow into a calm leadership every day of the week and every week of the year. She understood that they represented the nation and they were obliged to step forward and be present when there was a tragedy, hardship, or confusion. Part of their role, as they understood it, was to model reason, compassion, and consistency. She learned many times over that grief and resilience lived together. She discovered a sense of pride and self-sufficiency from military hospitals and the resiliency of injured soldiers. Many of them refused any pity from others. She sees these values reflected in all parts of the military. They were both getting better at compartmentalizing their work and family life so they didn't spill over into each other. Barack read letters seeing it as a responsibility of the oath. He had a hard and lonely job, but he knew he had an obligation to stay open, to shut nothing out. 
This was part of his nightly routine. Her mum always says that her and Craig are not special and that the South Side is filled with kids like them. The parents just need help to get them into those rooms. The important part of her story is to acknowledge the many small ways she has been portrayed over the years and the people who helped build her confidence over time. She remembers them all, every person who waved her forward, doing their best to inoculate her against the slights and indignities she was certain to encounter in the places she was headed. Friendships between women, as any women would tell you, are built of a thousand small kindnesses swept back and forth and over again. Every once in a while, she would invite 12 of her women friends to a boot camp where they would bond and engage in activities together. She wanted to show up in a world in a way that honored who they were, the black women who came before her and paved the way for a potential better future for women like her. Life was teaching her that progress and change happen slowly. We are planting seeds of change, the fruit of which we might never see. American citizens are for the most part far less cynical than their elected leaders. They just need to get them out and vote. She was learning how to connect her message to her image. In this way, she could direct the American gaze. She felt it was important to reach out to kids multiple times and in multiple ways in order for them to feel that it was all real. Her early successes in life she knew was a product of consistent love and high expectations with which she was surrounded as a child at home and at school. Kids will invest more if they feel they are being invested in. There was a power in showing children her regard. You may live in the world as it is, but you can still work to create the world as it should be. Main ideas and themes. Most people are good people if you just treat them well. In life, you control what you can. Successful people learn to lean on people who believe in them and to push onward with their goals. Inspiration by itself is shallow. You have to back it up with hard work. Boys are just scared people hiding in scary people. Confidence needs to be called from within. As a minority, you were held to a different standard. You've got to be twice as good to go half as far. During hard times, especially during hard times, it is okay to laugh. Grief and resilience live together. Progress and change happen slowly. Success in life, she knew, were a product of consistent love and high expectations. Kids will invest more if they feel like they're being invested in. And last, you may live in the world as it is, but you can still work to create the world as it should be. And that's a wrap on the book summary of Becoming by Michelle Obama. Check out a YouTube channel with over 500 book summaries uploaded previously. And if you're into the written and audio summary, check out bestbookbits.com where you can find 500 book summaries in categories from biographies, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationship, sales, spirituality, success, time management, and travel. If you're into the audio version, check out mixcloud.com forward slash best book bits we will find over 500 audiobook summaries to listen to at your pleasure follow us on instagram for daily motivational quotes and book summaries thanks for watching and listening hope you got something from this go out there have an amazing day take care bye bye now